Caleb gets to the truth of the mysterious Sebastian. Hope finally lets go. And the biggest jaw-dropping moment of the entire season so far all happened tonight. We'll get to all of it as we take a trip right back to the 80s. We'll stay tuned and we'll be right back. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are Legacies. We're so happy to see you tonight in a super cool episode because it is all about the 80s. Very nostalgic for us. I am your host, Haley Graves, and we all know how big of a Legacies fan I am. Going to go ahead and give a shout out to tonight's writer, Brett Matthews. A plus job, especially on the 80s song choices. Joining me tonight is my lovely co-host, Miss Shiksha Matani, the queen of AfterBuzz TV. Y'all, she is on six shows. Six. Yeah, six shows. I love it here. What can I say? I know. It's fun. <laughs> so before we dive into the nitty-gritty of this episode, just going to give you a rundown of everything we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to kick things off with the mysterious storyline we've been waiting for in Sebastian with Caleb and MG along for the ride. Then we'll dive a little bit into Lizzie and Hope and their wonderful little kind of sisterhood friendship they've gotten going on. Major girl power vibes, which I loved. And then we're going to dive into Josie and Landon, sprinkling in some Dorian, Alaric, and of course, this huge news around Vardy. We'll tap into a little bit with Roff because we are glad to see him tonight. Then we'll go into some news and predictions that is going to be brought to you by Miss Shiksha. We'll talk about the merge. Don't forget to be brainstorming on your best and your worst duo. And then we'll also then give you some predictions. So with that, Shiksha. Yes. What did you think of this episode? You know, I have to say that this episode was actually really creative. I loved that. And there were some very unexpected moments, which <laughs> keeps you at the edge of your seat, which I love. So it was awesome. Yeah, I know. I have to agree. This episode was everything I hoped it would be. I love that they kind of paid homage to the Vampire Diaries and the fact that they brought back the Decades Dance. This one is specifically the 80s. And I love, again, how I said that the writers really tied in the 80s perfectly. Yeah, the music. Yes. Oh, man. The music, the clothing, everything was on par. But the ones who didn't get to enjoy the decade dance was Caleb, MG, and Sebastian, Mm -hmm. who, well, I guess Caleb, they enjoyed it. They had their little little dance off. Yeah, they did. But their whole focus was really about discovering Sebastian, who Sebastian is. Finally. (laughs) Yes, finally. They've been teasing us. And I got to admit... I'm a little bummed. I thought we were going to find out more uh-huh. about who Sebastian is going to be, but we get to we get enough. Yeah, it's enough to like, you know, keep us happy, but at the same time they should have given us more. Um, but the whole Sebastian angle was interesting. We did kind of get to hear why he's there. Yep. Um, the blood fountain was a really yes. cool thing because yes. it was just like a little moment in the beginning yep. of the season. No, last season. Was it last? Oh, yes, mm-hmm. it was yep. la- Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, well, the only reason I know that is because I remember that is I'm extremely, extremely detail-oriented. And so mm-hmm. I pay attention to, like, the smallest things. And I remember in that moment, they showed, and they made it a point to show that the blood spilt, but then they never have gone back to it. So I was just kind of like, 
Why did they emphasize that if it wasn't going to be anything? Now we know what it's Now from. we know. Yep. Yeah, so actually, I was spending some time this week chatting with everybody in yep. the comments, and one person guessed that this would happen, so I have to give a shout-out to Keith Angel. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He actually uh, guessed that it would be the blood fountain that um, caused Sebastian to wake up and kind of project... Um, project every project his mind yeah it was really awesome that y'all give us some great great theories in the live chat and shiksha does a great job of going in and communicating with all of you so keep sending us those theories because we love them we love to read them and that was just a plus work knowing that that's what was going to happen so just speaking of sebastian though we i really like the way caleb plays this because Obviously, MG, he's a little weak-minded. And in the fact that, I guess, he's more focused on Lizzie than really anything else. And Sebastian took a hold of that fact Mm -hmm. and was playing to his weakness. But Caleb was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm a strong vamp. I got this. And he ends up deceiving Sebastian and convincing him to tell him what he's actually about. So we learned (laughs) that Sebastian's evil. Well, maybe not entirely evil, but to me... I don't even know if we necessarily learned this because Mm -hmm. I remember when everyone was teasing about who Sebastian was going to be, we were very much told that he was going to be a very, very old vampire that was going to have a hard time, um, I guess, coming into the new times where vampires coexist with humans. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of knew based on that that it was going to hint at that he was a naughty vampire back in the day. very naughty. Um, Yeah, I loved when Caleb deceived Sebastian, actually. I think that was one of the best moments of this episode. Yeah, Just because you don't really see it coming, but when it happens, you're just like, yes. Especially because Caleb did, and even last season, is all about their tapping into their true instincts of being a vampire. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, for a brief second, I'm not going to lie, and this is a great job to Chris Lee because I believed him. I was like, like, dang it, he wants this guy on his side (laughs) because he goes all in on the vampire instincts. But then whenever he flipped it and Sebastian was like, you deceived me. I was like, ah, that was good. Yeah, I know. I You know, I thought that too. So great job to Chris Lee, um, who plays Caleb, by the way. Yeah, especially because he was all for blood sucking. Yeah. But then I think what changed his mind a little bit and um, flipped him was MG and yeah. seeing his best friend like yeah. get a little bit out of control. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Very out of control. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's what really changed his mind about for things, sure. and we see him as a better character. I think that's when I really started to love. Caleb was I agree. after that moment. Yeah, for sure. And so between the two of them, so he deceives him, he decides that he's not going to bring him back uh-huh. based on what he learned. Basically, Sebastian says that he essentially killed so many humans that the cobblestone was all red with blood, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was a little proud of it when he said it. Um, and so with that, though, Sebastian ends up coming back. Yes. Um, because of Wade. Yes, of all Wade. <laughs> Wade. I know, poor Wade. I remember I in I want to say it was the home co- or it was the football game when mm-hmm. Wade gets like made fun of by Lizzie and Josie and wants to be a part of the play. And I was just like, that's kind of random to like toss 
a character at us like that that we've never yeah. really seen. But then now we learned that Wade was in the school. He was the only one there. And I guess he was on some same spiritual wavelength as Sebastian. And mm-hmm. Sebastian took advantage of the situation. And Sebastian is here and probably here to stay. Yeah, well, I wonder what they're going to do with Sebastian just because mm-hmm. he's run off now and I think he's yeah. just going to go feed. True. Um, but I do wonder if he's going to go too far. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... Actually, he's probably going to stay around because it's the show and if he's too far, <laughs> then we yeah. won't see him at all. But yeah, I think he will disappear for a minute yeah. and create some chaos and then come back. See, I... Without getting to predictions, I think a big mm-hmm. hint that they had at us was the fact that he specifically reappeared for MG to see him. And yes. before we get to that being a key thing, let's talk mm-hmm. about the fact that MG was talking to Caleb's sister. I I've been waiting for her to come back. Finally. Because in the beginning couple episodes, or really the first two episodes, the Legacies writers gave us all these new small characters. And she was one of them. Uh-huh. She was in the very first episode. We have not seen her or heard from her. All that we know is that MG was interested in her. She's Caleb's sister, and Caleb vetoed that hard. Yeah. But now, after this revelation of a night that MG wasn't his best self when he is pursuing Lizzie, he is now back to talking to Caleb's sister. Yeah. Um. Actually, before I talk about that, yep. I just want to tell you that we have Ivan Soto and Nick's Queen saying the blood spilling was actually season two, episode two. Huh. Yeah, I I thought it was when they were oh I guess that was when they were cleaning it out. That would maybe. make sense. I thought they cleaned it out at the end. Yeah, of because thanks they for found the clarification, the guys. In season one, yeah. and then they said thank you, guys. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. So, um, what? Oh, I was just the, saying the that Lizzie. Timing. Yeah, yeah. That he was with Caleb's sister again. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Caleb kind of breaking bro code and? Restarting things up with Caleb's sister, and maybe yeah. even how long have they actually been in communication? Yeah, so because this I, looked very casual. It did. It yeah. seemed like they've been talking for a long time. Yep. There's also been this whole summer that's gone by. Yep. Um, so I don't know. It was a cool way to FaceTime, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, we've been seeing MG really focus on Lizzie all this while, and yeah. I really thought we were done with that. Yeah, I did too. And this episode, it was still not done, and <laughs> I was just rolling my eyes. I'm so over the MG pursuing Lizzie thing. Yep. So I was actually really excited to see this. Yep. Um, and it will create some tension between the two, between MG and Caleb later on, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Do you think she'll come to the school or? We'll have to find out. Yeah. Don't want to get too far ahead in our predictions. Yes, okay. We'll (laughs) wrap the show with our predictions to make sure you continue to watch with us. And at the same time, we want to just thank you for joining us. Again, we love the fact that you're in our live chat, leaving us comments. We appreciate all of your theories, all of your thoughts. Keep it up. And at the same time, make sure you subscribe to us. You hit that thumbs up. And if you're listening to us on any podcast, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, wherever, make sure you're giving us five stars, leaving us a good comment. And we just want to thank Kevin and Maria. Without you, we would not be able to do what we absolutely love doing. Like I've said, I'm on four shows here. Shiksha's on six. So we really love being here. We couldn't do it without you. So please keep it up. Keep chatting with us. We really appreciate it. But going to touch on something else that Shiksha didn't like too much in tonight's episode, and Mm -hmm. that's Hope's martyr complex so we have hope trying to be the martyr again again this is just kind of her storyline but what we didn't expect is to see the girl power reunion between hope and lizzie oh my god they 
encountered this episode's sort of Malivore creature, which we only learn her name as the Keeper, and they get thrown into an 80s alternate reality, basically game type thing. Yeah. So, what did you think of that? Because you kept making comments that you liked the yeah, game as we were watching it. It was just such a creative way to do a monster. Because, yeah. you know, it can get kind of repetitive yeah. and redundant um, to see similar monsters. Yeah. But this was cool. I yeah. didn't expect it. Did you yeah. expect that? I didn't. I yeah. really didn't. I liked the fact that they kind of gave us two monsters in one. Yeah. So we saw the Minotaur. Yeah. And then also the Keeper, both being... Mm. Um, and just the game itself, yeah. too, right? I like how they incorporated Frogger. Because, again, that was an mm-hmm. 80s thing. I like yeah. how uh, the way that they did their hair. I like how they died because of the hair dryer. <laughs> yeah. It was all really, really clever ways to just make this whole episode be super nostalgic in mm-hmm. the 80s. Um, but the biggest thing that we learned from this is just I love the way that this specific plot line of this episode was written. Because we finally see Lizzie. Like, y'all, I've done a complete 180 turn. I I love, know. <laughs> I love Lizzie this season. Yeah. The way that they are building her character is incredible. Me too. Like, Absolutely. I appreciated the fact that she, A, called Hope out for her martyr complex. Yeah, I love that. And B, was willing to sacrifice herself. She And she did it all in such a loving way. Yeah. You know, in like a badass, but like a loving way. Yes. Um, yeah, season one I hated. Not hated, yeah. that's strong. But I really did not like Lizzie's character. Yeah. This season, I was literally thinking that while watching this episode, oh my god, I love her so much, she's probably (laughs) my favorite character right now, and the fact that the writers were able to shift that and change my perspective of her is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, and and props to the actress as well, because it takes two, you know? For sure, it takes two to tango. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing that I found even more special about this was they still kept me on my toes, Mm -hmm. because she went to go and basically take the Keeper's place. And I, my writer's cap went on of legacies, and I was like, okay, she's going to take the place. Mm-hmm. Hope's going to go back. Hope's going to tell Lark, and they're going to figure out a way to get Lizzie back. But instead, Lizzie smashes <laughs> the whole bracelet. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was such a I didn't great see moment. that one coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. neither. And then the fact that she almost has this, like, very approachable personality now. You know, mm. she made friends with Frank, Along the way, and then the fact that they figured out a way out of this game was a really, really cool Mm tie-in to all of this. Yeah, I think her character development is amazing. You know, seeing her, I think what it is, it's she's accepting who she is. Yeah. And accepting herself even with her flaws, with her broken mind, Mm -hmm. and just knowing where she's at and where she wants to be, and and I think that that's given her a different kind of self-confidence. That, and now she's she. That's what makes her more approachable. Yeah, almost. Yeah, and I loved that Hope and Lizzie had this moment mm-hmm. to kind of catch up yeah. and not be, you know, distracted by other characters in the show. Yeah, it was a really creative way to do things. Yeah, and I it, loved it, and especially because we left off last season of the two of them starting to get along. I know. Yeah, and so the fact I thought it was great that Lizzie is the one that was kind of the chosen one to actually remember Hope, and mm. especially then when they. Get back to the dance, and before we get to Josie and Landon, we have to touch on the fact that this is why Lizzie and Hope were together, because they want to prevent Josie and Landon from doing the dirty. Yeah. And so that's what they're all, that's what they're trying to do this whole time, is get Mm -hmm. to the dance to prevent this from happening. And right when they get to the dance, Hope finally lets go. 
She is done with it. And y'all, this was a breath of fresh air. (laughs) I was happy about this. Really? I was so happy. I was happy she's done with Landon. Thank you. Hasta la vista. She's not done. Oh, yeah. She's done. She's moving on. (laughs) And I'm declaring it. Um, So that was, even for just this episode, let me be happy about this. It was nice to see that Hope realized that she can be Hope by herself, every decision she's made going back to last season has been about Landon. And now Mm -hmm. we're about to see Hope be about Hope. And I think that's really, really cool. I also liked the layering of the line that she said. I wrote it down. She said, someone telling women that they only exist for one reason. That was so powerful, and especially saying that to Lizzie, because Lizzie's whole complex has been being worried about Endgame, and going back to the cleverness of the title being screw Endgame, Mm. it was just all just this nice package, ribbon, bow, yes. bam, sin, ship. Yeah. Loved it. We really did have like a very feminist moment in this great. episode. I loved it too. Yeah, it was so great. great. Yeah, she said, uh, let's stop perpetuating the patriarchy. And yeah. uh, then she said, you know what? Enough of women hunting other women. Um, we don't just exist for just one path or just one yeah. boy. So all yeah. those comments, I was like, yeah. yes! I know. You know? Agreed. You go, girl. And, yeah. and it was great for even just... A, people like us watching and getting inspired by that, but B, like their characters themselves, because they both have kind of been existing for one boy. Lizzie was existing for Sebastian, who, remember, she still thinks is not real. Yeah. She has no idea that he is real. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, she very much (laughs) thinks that he's not real right now. And then, obviously, Hope letting go of Landon. She's going to think she's crazy when she sees him again. Maybe not. Well, we'll have to get there. We'll have to get there. Yeah, we'll see. So, actually, um, in regards to Handon, we have... Um, let's see, Dan saying Handon. If you disagree with me, you're wrong. (laughs) Dan is saying Handon is endgame. She's not done. Logan is saying, yeah, Hope can do better than Landon. Yes. (laughs) And I've been saying Hope can't let go of Landon. So, Well, as of right now, Hope has (laughs) let go of Landon. I hope you're right, actually. I'm I'm just done with all the crying, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. Yeah, all all of that jazz. But... So, again, we mentioned that because of all of this was in spite of Josie and Landon kind of getting together Mm -hmm. because the 80s dance and all of that good jazz. I have to give props, though, to the two of them because I actually adored the scenes of them together. Josie and Landon? Yes. It was so relatable. Like, Josie and Landon going from just the beginning where she's kind of insinuating something and it takes... Roth to actually tell Landon like what she's insinuating yeah. and then the next time we see them he's ca- trying to put the corsage on her hand yeah. and he's like messing up with her thumb Super awkward. I was like oh this is so relatable yeah it does kind of take you back to high school yes days, exactly right? yeah where it's it just like awkward phases of your mm-hmm. life yeah like definitely the puppy love phases where you both kind of want to touch on a subject but you don't mm-hmm. know how and I again thought the writers did a great job of addressing just this storyline and just kind of how awkward this can potentially be to talk about but they did it in a really clever and almost comic relief way Mm -hmm. especially with the metaphors and then Landon just being awkward and coming out and addressing it the most direct way and the most Landon way possible and then again I just gotta ask and let me know in the comments when guys see women I've always wanted to know this and you think she looks beautiful are we actually in slow motion Because I've always wanted to be in slow motion, and every time, no matter what show you watch, drama, movie, whatever, 
you the when the man looks at a woman affectionately, she's always in slow motion. And I think it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. And if this really happens in real life, let me know in the comments. Like, yes, but so besides, slow. sorry, besides that, because I was like, I kept ever after Dorian and Landon kind of had their chat, and he mentioned the look. I kept being like, is that the look? Is that the look? Was <laughs> yeah. that the look? Was that it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what when the look was going to happen. Yeah. And so it wasn't when she initially is in slow motion. We know it doesn't happen there. But no. then it's when they're united together on the dance floor. Dancing. Yeah. yeah. That's when it really happened. And yeah. then he's like, okay. But you could tell that he wasn't really sure still. He just felt like that was the look and that's what... See, I know. felt in that moment he was sure. You really? Yes. Okay. I did feel like he was sure. And then they obviously bring the metaphor back around one more time, give it another good laugh, mm. and then they go to Josie's room, yeah. in which he doesn't have a condom. That was so funny, him running around yes. the school was the amazing. The fact that they start playing, I need a hero! <laughs> like, I was dying. Like, yep. I thought that was perfection in song placement. <laughs> and so he's running all over the school to find this condom. Meanwhile, Josie ends up finding the journal. Yes. Okay, so that journal, I don't know if you guys remember, but that's... They probably do, especially you, Ivan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually Penelope's pen's diary. So yeah. if you guys remember, in season one, Penelope gave everybody a Christmas present, which was a pen, which she had um, done a spell on, so that anything anybody writes with that pen comes in that diary, which yeah. she then gave as a parting gift to Josie. Yes. And I'd forgotten gotten about it completely yes. yeah. so that was like an oh my god yeah yeah kind of moment who do you think do you think that there's going to be any relevance to that first page when we saw it writing or do you think it was just to kind of trigger your memory because that first person was. was like no one remembered me being et blah 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 yeah. and i was like did we like I what couldn't... was wade's costume like i was trying to think if it was wade <laughs> or like <laughs> what but i think it was just to trigger our memories that that was Penelope's pen. Yeah, I actually think so, too. I think that yeah. was the whole purpose of that. And then to see the Hope Landon mm-hmm. page, um, just because he didn't write that right now. He wrote, obviously wrote that yes. when she was still a person. In but Josie technically doesn't know that. Because right. remember, Josie has her suspicions about yeah. Hope and Landon in general. So, okay, I wonder, because um, Alara got rid of all of Hope's things in the school, mm-hmm. but I wonder if she wrote anything with that pen. And then that'll be proof of her existence. Hmm. I'm not too sure about how they're going to do that one. But that was a crucial moment when we realized that it's Penelope's pen. Again, Josie just has more fuel to her fire about Landon and Hope kind of being a thing, whether she's creating it in her head or what. And then another moment I liked, speaking of Josie, was her and Alaric. Mm. The fact, so we find out that... Uh, Lark's back in the school checking on his daughters. He's not paying attention to his restraining order nor abiding by it, but he is there, and he has a moment first with Caleb because Mm -hmm. Caleb and MG go to him. Well, Caleb tells him, hey, I was the only one who voted for you to keep you headmaster, in which he then realizes that his own daughter did not. Yeah. And so he went and addressed the situation with Josie, and I actually, for the first time, felt like this was a true father-daughter moment for the two of them. Yeah, they were really pushing for that, especially yeah. because I think that Josie's about to go over the edge, kind of get darker, darker, yeah. dark. So they had to give them a real moment. Yeah, and this was it. Yeah, um, I'm torn. I'm not really sure what I think about Josie not voting for her dad and her mm-hmm. reasons behind it. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- what do you think? Do you agree? with I her? think at the time, I do think that they were genuine. 
I think that mm. maybe subconsciously a little piece of her thought it would be best for the school and for all of her friends and everyone for him not to be headmaster. I don't think she thought her vote was going to affect much. I think she probably thought that she was going to be the outlier. Mm. And I don't think she actually intended for him to not be the headmaster. But now that we're in this situation, I just hope that Alaric finally takes this as a, okay, you're right. I'm mm. going to actually, like, I think he's always going to participate with the Salvatore school and with the girls. But I just hope that this kind of gives him a nod to try and have a life. I disagree because I think that the school gave him purpose. You it's know, true, too. Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. through a lot. Yeah. You look back on TVD, like... No, yeah, which is, I mean, which is yeah. why he should have another life, but he's probably not going to because Except, he's a Laric. Yeah, he's yes. a Laric. He's just not going to. The school gave him purpose, especially yep. amongst so many supernatural people. He mm-hmm. had a reason to be there. So I disagree. It breaks my heart to not see him as the headmaster, and I really want him to just be back because I know that he does everything with good intentions and he really Agreed. cares. Agreed. So it's like I real I really hope by the end of the season we get him back in that seat. But yeah. that, that's just me. Well, speaking of getting him back in that seat, it seems more likely because they just dropped a bomb on us at the end of this episode. Mm. Literally. Oh my god. Shiksha's jaw was dropped, y'all. <laughs> and <laughs> the fact that Ryan Clark is here. We knew he was going to come back at some point. Uh-huh. And he is Vardy. Yeah. Which all of us, <laughs> I just got to say, all of us that kind of knew that Vardy, regardless, was connected to Malivore were technically pretty right. We were surprised that no one had actually called this exact thing. Yeah. But... Nobody guessed it. Yeah. At least not in the comments. I went through and read all your comments. And I didn't guess it. Yeah. I mean, we knew he was an ex- Vardy was an extension, extension of, of Malivore. Yeah. But I did not think he was Ryan. Like, it's so freaking, <laughs> like, it's so clever. It's, it really it's is. Perfect. It's oh perfect. Oh, my God. Yep. And if you think about it, has Vardy crossed paths with Hope? Not yet. No, right? Not yet. And I hadn't thought not about yet. that at yeah. all. Not yet. But now. Because she, she won't go back to the Salvatore school. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, they've not, they mm-hmm. haven't crossed paths. I nope. didn't put that together. I don't either. And um, so now I'm interested to see Vardy interact with Hope. I know. I, I don't oh. know if Ryan Clark is going to be able to keep his poker face because we know what went down with them in the Malivore pit. She basically left him to dry. Like, right. hey, yeah. sorry, I'm going to leave you here. Um, but, yeah, that was crazy. I kind of, I'll tell you all this, and you can probably laugh at my little theory here, but one of my predictions was going to be that the Keeper was going to end up being a love interest of Alaric because it was just kind of aligning <laughs> that way. Yeah. And, well, we learned that that's not the case nope. because Vardy got her. Um, I think the Sheriff will be Alaric's love yeah, interest. Yeah, I know. Uh, we've yeah. talked about that, but I was just yeah. like, maybe maybe we'll see. You know, it's so, just a new character. <laughs> Brandon Bowie said, where is the real Vardy? And Gratian Ryan said, no one expected this. At least we yeah. thought that he was evil. Yeah, I sure. mean, we did for sure catch on to that. And that is a good point because remember, all that we know is that Caroline was the one who suggested Vardy to take this role. Yeah. So it's like... Where yeah. where that There's, is a good where point. Is where the is the real he? Vardy? Yep. I don't know, but this is not him. Yeah, and this is definitely now we know for sure Caroline didn't send this yeah. guy um, because she didn't. Brian for Clark, sure doesn't not. make sense. I yeah. mean, he very well could honestly have absorbed him himself for all that we know. Yeah, so because he is a magical. Basically, we do know that Professor Varnamis is 
magical. So mm-hmm. he could have still been consumed by Malivore, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Ryan Clark, a.k.a. <laughs> Ryan, Professor Vartimus Part 2. But Yeah, um, I don't know. So is Clark still just the son? Because now he's absorbing people? Because he wasn't absorbing people before. What was I, he doing to that woman from I, uh, he Actually, he, I don't think he was absorbing her. I'm sorry. But yeah. he was, I think, taking her black magic. Oh, okay, that makes because sense. Because since she that was a part sense. of the pit, that was what I was thinking. Because remember, yeah. we see him, like, kind of, like, attach himself to her. Yeah. And then we see the blood splatter onto the bartender. And, yeah. So that you're right, technically you're right. means that I don't think she got absorbed again. I think she just... She was just is, killed for yeah, the magic. Yeah, she's, she's done skis. Yeah. Um... So with that, though, another character that is not Dunsky's because we got to see a little bit more of him tonight is Mr. <laughs> Raphael. It's good to slowly, he's slowly coming back. Um, tonight he talks about uh, exposure therapy mm-hmm. and being at the dance because he is still flinchy about a lot of things. We haven't super dived in to what his really role is going to be on this season. And yeah. you know what? Quite frankly, if his role is just to be Hope's new love interest, I'm here for it. <laughs> Actually, Des- me too. Yeah. Despite not liking their ship name, I'm all for Team Rope. So maybe we need shirts. <laughs> just yeah. rope. Like, <laughs> just rope? Yeah. I think we should definitely get or those. Or maybe Team, but like the letters of Team is like a rope font. Ooh, that would be oh my cool, god, right? I love nah. that. Okay, we're um, doing but, that. <laughs> but if anyone wants to join us, just let us know in the comments. Um, but yeah, so we're seeing that. I like that this little flirtation is beginning because we obviously got hints of there being a flame between Hope and Roth in season one. So I just we have to touch on the fact that there yeah. that the writers are diving into it right now. Whether this holds or not, we're gonna find out still. But mm-hmm. I still I still like it in the meantime. I enjoy it. Yeah, um I do wanna see Raph more though. Yeah. I, I'm confused with what his role even is, considering yeah. Landon's only there because of Raph, if yeah. you think about it. And now Landon's gotten all this attention and yeah. Raph is just he hasn't. He had a much bigger storyline last season, yeah. which we aren't even remotely close to being done with this season because we know there's going to be 20 mm-hmm. episodes. So there's still a lot of time to develop Roth, and I know that these writers are very good and perfect with what they're doing. <laughs> but that kind of wraps up the show portion. So make sure you stay tuned because Ms. Shiksha is about to give us some awesome news and gossip. Woo! After Buzz TV News. All right, guys, so our very own Matthew Davis, a.k.a. Alaric, is starring in a Hallmark Christmas movie called Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses. It's releasing this Sunday, November 17th, and the description reads, Weeks before Christmas, an interior designer is hired to decorate the estate of a wealthy businessman so Alaric is actually going to be that businessman. <laughs> Will you be watching? I might. I honestly might. I'm kind of intrigued. I'm here for the I Christmas spirit. I am a big fan of Alaric, so I'm kind of here for it. I'm going to watch it for sure. <laughs> um, there's also a big debate right now about paying assistants a decent living wage. According to Variety, showrunners and executive producers are fighting on behalf of their assistants. Unfortunately, studios and networks are usually not willing to budge. The Legacies and Vampire Diaries showrunner Julie Pleck um, is trying to take care of her support staff during the hiatus. She pulled together money with other writers of the show to give out as a bonus to the assistants so that they can, um, at a bare minimum, get what they would have been paid. 
Honestly, amazing. good for her. Like, claps you know, to care you, of her people. Julie Pleck. We know yeah. you are a great showrunner, and this also just proves you're an even greater person. Yeah, so absolutely. I really like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, we also have some adjustments to our cast this season. Whoa, what? So, we first have Olivia Liang from Dating After College, uh, who is being brought in for a recurring role. She will be portraying Alyssa Chang, a Salvatore School student witch and infamous instigator of drama among her peers. Oh gosh, more <laughs> drama. Yeah, snarky, intelligent, and egotistical. Alyssa is a main character in her own mind and never backs down from a challenge or misses an excuse to show off. So I guess she's kind of going to be our new Penelope. Yeah, I guess. Basically, and I wonder like if she'll end up with Josie. Mm, we'll hmm. find out. Yes. Um, additionally, we have Chris Lee, our very own Caleb, has yep. been reoccurring since season one. He's actually been promoted to series regular in season two. So good job, Chris Lee. We love you. Yeah. He actually just released a single two days ago called Intruder Alert. And we actually have a clip of it. To Y'all, listen. it's good. It's good. You gotta go listen to this. Cause when they look at us, they know that we in love. And that makes them go crazy. Yeah. You, know, you gotta believe in what oh we Oh my do. God. Forget what people say. Y'all, I only know is that this is on Spotify right now. So go and check it out for Chris Lee. He has, man, he's had a big week. Cause he dropped yeah. this news about him being a season regular at the end of or I guess like six days ago, so literally yeah. a day after last week's episode aired, he let us know on Twitter that he was going to be promoted to season regular. Yep. And then now he's just dropping this bomb on us. Good we always knew that he could sing and dance. We saw him and MG's dance off tonight. We Amazing. always knew this about him, but the fact that he pursues this as well. Amazing. Well Can I just say that I'm in love with his voice and <laughs> I want to listen to it all day long, so... Let me know if you agree. Yeah, <laughs> go, so go listen to a song. I know he has another song as well. Go check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, that means that is now time for our special segment, Woo! The Merge. Oh, boy. For those of you that are listening or watching live with us for the first time, remember The Merge is kind of the theme of this whole season between the Saltzman twins. And with that, we have decided to kind of take our own approach to The Merge. Every week, we are deciding which was the best duo of the episode and the worst duo. So leave your comments, chat with us now live. Shiksha, let me know your best duo. Okay, best duo was Definitely Lizzie and Hope. 100%. Yeah. But also Alaric and Vardy was interesting. Mm, no. Like for a minute because they were fighting and then they weren't. But actually yeah. it's just Lizzie and Hope. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. If um, you have any other thought to that, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Because they're just, they <laughs> they're take amazing. the winners. Yeah. Um, and the worst one, this one's hard. Um, Probably Sebastian... And MG. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. We're on the same brainwave. <laughs> Elaborate. What? Um, I don't know. I don't love it because I'm worried about MG. He's been so obsessed with Lizzie. And yeah. he has, you know, he's got a problem where he could go over the edge in regards mm-hmm. to blood sucking. So now this whole Vardy thing and it's, conti- no, Vardy, what am I saying? Um, With Sebastian and also yep. Lizzie. I'm just like, nah. Yeah, you know. yeah, those those are definitely my two picks. Also, is anyone in the live chat letting us know what their thoughts are? Yes, they are. Okay, so Gracian Ryan says the good is Caleb and MG agreed, and Hope and Lizzie. Yep. Um, Logan Knight says favorite duo Hizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Michael Wong says yes, best duo Lizzie and Hope. 
um, Worst by Maria Lira saying MG and Sebastian. So basically, we guys we're on the same page, guys. That's always a good yeah. sign. Um, so thank you for joining us. Keep dropping those comments in there. But now we're going to get into our predictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After Buzz TV prediction. All right, I'm going to start. Okay, so you go. my prediction is goes back to the way that Josie reacted to finding this song, poem, letter, whatever it is that Landon wrote about hope. And I think she slowly is noticing all of these little, I guess, apprehensions that Landon has had towards their relationship, whether it's now them having sex, whether it's every time he sees a hope, he's kind of drawn to her. I think each time it hurts Josie a little bit more and more. So rather than kind of ripping off the Band-Aid, it's mm-hmm. just slowly being peeled off. And I think that ultimately, this is my prediction, that when I mean, when Josie does find out about Hope, that's going to be kind of the final straw, and that's when she's going to go ultimate Darth Josie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, my prediction, so next week we have Commonwealth yep. Day, right? Is that what yep. it's called? Commonwealth Day, and I think a lot's going to go down. Yeah. We Freya's obviously, back. Yeah, Freya's coming back. Um, I think there's just it's just gonna be a, a chaotic episode. Yeah. Um, I think Lizzie's gonna see Sebastian, and mm-hmm. I do think that she's going to think she's going crazy before she realizes he's now being seen by everybody. For sure. Um, I think that actually I don't think Caleb and MG Caleb won't find out about MGs and his sister for a while. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that's too. that's coming that needs later. To develop a little bit more for us. Yeah, and then even. For me, because um, we do, again, they gave us a little teaser of next week's episode, and we did see that Freya tells, either tells or somehow is in a conversation with Josie about Hope being real. Yeah. And so I yeah. think that somehow Freya remembers that Hope existed. Oh. And I think she's going to be our second person to remember Hope. How will that work, though? I don't know. That's just my prediction. Okay. That, I'll leave that one to the writers. I've got everything else figured out. Yeah, I'll leave that on the basically. Writers. Like, so, you know, my hope and my prediction of Hope and Roth. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I wanted to share some of the predictions that I read in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, we had Crystal Homlita saying, The hooded figures at the end reminded me of the triad group that created Malvor in the first place. I think there has been a secret band of witches, vampires, werewolves that have been keeping an eye on him since the day of his creation, and those hooded figures at the end were two of the new latest members of the Secret Watches group. Yep. Interesting. That's a um, great theory. And then we also had Keith Angel suggest that um, uh, the whole Josie and Landon Chandonship is setting up the matters if and when Josie goes dark. I refuse to compare to her to Kai. Um okay as it's unfair to Josie as she has empathy Kai never did and that it will be Landon's love that actually brings her back not Lizzie not her dad not Landon also the phoenix being associated with rebirth the sun mm-hmm. light and resurrection could very well um could very well with my prediction theory in helping Josie's rebirth from the darkness into the light yes i love that theory i think that is yeah a great thought process and the fact that tying in Landon being the phoenix cuz we still don't really know why he's a phoenix and why that's going to be significant so mm-hmm. i think him being the one to bring Josie back is going to be great. Another reason why the hand-in is officially done. Um, yes, but, yeah, I really, when, when I read that, I was like, that's that's very clever. Yeah, I like that theory a lot. it is. When do you think they're all going to remember Hope? I don't know that they ever will. What? I don't know that they will ever regain their old memories with her. I think it'll maybe just be the fact of accepting that she existed to them, she went into Malivore, and then we move on from here. 
I would have agreed with you before last week when Lizzie remembered hope because now we know yeah. it's possible. And For sure. I think I, it'll maybe yeah. it'll be like a choice basis. Like, hey, you want to remember her? You don't. I think mid-season. But, I hope okay. mid-season. I don't want them to drag this on too long. Yeah. Um, I really hope by mid-season, so by December we... It'll either be all or none, I think, by yeah, mid-season. Basically. But, all right, well, that wraps up our show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. We very much appreciate it. And I am your host. I am Haley Graves. You can find me on Twitter at Haley One Graves Two, and on Instagram that's Haley Graves with two S's: H A L E Y G R A V E S S. And signing us off is Miss Shiksha. Let them know where they can find you. Um, you can find me on all social media at I Am Bolly Girl. That's I A M B O L L Y Girl. Um, and on there, I'll be posting about the six different after shows that I'm on. So make sure to check it out and join me. Yep. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 